Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flannel Wizard, obviously. Yours truly, me. Please welcome your lowly design witch, the fascination of fourth year, my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're so happy that you're here. Come in, make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 75 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we talk about chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. As usual, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train for future trivia nights, and do our best to learn more about magical and fantastic beasts. How are you? <laughs> I promise a better transition you? next time. Because last time was kind of awkward, not going to lie. It's so cute, though. It's one of those things that you got to learn as a podcaster, how to have good transitions. Actually, a lot of times you do. You typically have a question or a thing. And today I want to tell you, so as you Uh read the chapter that we're about to go into and you were like, uh, read it for me. What what chapter are we covering again? The the name of it again. It is what now? Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Right. So going into saving it, the, the, the file on StreamYard, like I title stuff, right? I titled it Prongs, Wormtail, Mooney, and Padfoot. How dare you? I was close. Okay, I was close. Well, that's clearly our priorities because you like the stag. I like Mooney. So. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you were going by the actual title of the chapter. Yeah, I was. Smart. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so then cottage catch up? Yeah. Welcome to our cottage, friends. Yes. Here we be. It is freezing. Yes. Outside. It is a, an actual blizzard it's in certain blizzard. parts of the country. It's a it, it's a blizzard in, uh, at the outskirts, on the outskirts of Tinworth. Yes. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to stay warm. Uh, we're lucky our power is still on. Everything's fine. And really, I, ha- I had such a good day today. It was a Sunday, and it's you know, the Sunday before Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. So that Sunday feels so much different than any other Sunday because you feel like, yeah, tomorrow is another day where we can just go about our day and, and you know, do the things we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and we don't have to get up at 4.50 in the morning. That's well, also think, a factor. <laughs> yeah, and I think the thing, is, there's a, what are they called? I don't know, it's like some sort of polar vortex. I don't know if that's what this is, but it's essentially going to be close, like negative degrees yes or what negative which is ne- negative wind chill i think fair and hide so super cold if you translate it to celsius it's uh everything that goes that gets close to zero degrees in fahrenheit is very very cold it's already in the minus wow. or negative tens wouldn't it be great if our celsius. on tuesday if our superintendent for our district woke up and accidentally read the temperature in celsius oh goodness and thought it was fahrenheit <laughs> 
school is canceled, you guys. Yeah. It's done. Yes. Because wouldn't it be like super low? Yes. Right. They, they, yeah. They'd be thinking it's like Fahrenheit and we'd, they'd be like negative 30. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, okay, shut her down. Yeah. Anyway, that's just uh, us. You know, I always say feel guilty because then like people are like, well, we're going to go to work as what's what's up I know. with you? You know yeah. what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. But I do hope everyone is out there. Actually, um, Kayla posted a really funny kind of story. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, they she was uh, they were shoveling out her driveway or mm-hmm. something. And I guess, like, you know, the plow truck comes down the road. They have a ton of snow. And the neighbors yes. had, like, pushed all their snow out into the road. And the plow truck just took it right on down in front of her driveway. So, oh. like, they took all that snow down the driveway. And then oh, it just, goodness. like, piles up in front of hers. So it's a bigger, like, yeah. you know, amount of snow for her to, to dig out of. us. So that was, you know, like, yeah. Okay. yeah. I actually love the winter we- winter weather, to be honest. I, I love when it's snowing outside. It makes you, like, when we were all kids, I think everyone was kind of excited about snow. I still feel that excitement. How about you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do. It's it's something, uh, where were we? We were sitting in, I think, it, North Maine, and it was, yes. it, was, uh, it, was, it was just snowing out like crazy. We're out for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so beautiful. It's a nice restaurant. It's got tons of uh, windows. And mm. as you look out those windows, you could just see the, all the snow blowing by. Yes. And it was like, wow, we're in here. It's nice and warm, cozy. Yes. Uh, but it was gold. It was great. Yes. And Even though I think we're bringing it up because like the first time this year it's actually happened. I know. We've been waiting for some good winter weather for quite a while. But I am also aware, you know, I hope everyone's safe, of course. Like I know for some others, it's it's very problematic to have a lot of snow and ice. For so sure. always, you know, hoping everyone's everyone's safe. Stay out safe there. and, yeah. uh, you know. And like, warm. Uh, if that's you can. A, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's about all that's going on here in the cottage. Honestly, uh, we've been having some good food. Went to the gym, good talks, worked out. Honestly, good talk. yeah, you know, just mm. yeah. It has been good. It has been a good weekend, and uh, we're hoping to send that energy out your way. Hope you've had a a great uh, great week, a great uh, weekend, and a great day. Whenever yes. you're listening, you know. Yes. I always want to like. Sometimes I get caught up in like what currently our time is, and we're like, it's like the afternoon, it's the weekend, and somebody's listening on Thursday, going oh. like, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, Thursday's great, yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> and honestly, we're right there with you because come yep. Wednesday or Thursday, we're gonna be like right back at it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's nice too. Maybe we'll re-listen to this again ourselves on Thursday and think about. We that. actually do sometimes. We do, and, we'll and I think to that's the a good weekend vibes. Yes, true. And it, I think it's a good sign. I think I talked to Rika about this, about, you know, listening to your own voice, especially when you're the editor and you edit a lot and you have to keep listening to your own voice over and over again. And there's some parts that, you know, you hear and you're like, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> but um, you get used to it. And, and I'm, pr- I'm proud of, of our product, to be honest. I'm, I, know, I know there's things we can improve for, for sure. And, and um, especially like... You know, I'm so I sometimes get conscious, super conscious about yeah. my language and and how often I I'm searching for words. But yeah, no, the, I think you do a great job though too. I think most people, this is fascinating. They they wouldn't even know. They would have no clue that that English is your second language. You do yeah. such a good job with it. And Rika as well too. Like that was like awesome uh, yes. having her on the show. And and I thought yeah, like you know, you guys are really good. Like most of us here, I, well, I'll speak for myself. Can't uh, second language is tough. Very tough. It is. <laughs> so I'm very, 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 very proud of, of what you've done and accomplished. And so, yeah. But um, can I just real quickly, I don't think I've ever done this. I wonder how many people listening know how long I have been podcasting. And it's not that this is, a, I, I typically don't do these like all about, what's that over here? What's he getting into now? 
I just no, wonder you're, because you're pro. I, you brought up the whole point about listening to your voice. Mm-hmm. I have been editing my voice for a, let's see, 2016. So for eight years. So like eight years when I like that I've been doing some sort of podcast or project or whatever, which is crazy. Yeah. And I wonder if people remember or know any of the projects. I wonder if there's somebody who could name the first project that I worked on. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody who Ooh. still listens from those days or you know that'd uh, be cool send me a let DM us know or, <laughs> if you've been there from the beginning who's in the shadows listening to this <laughs> i was like i was there in 2016 and as was absolutely out of control the rise you know? of skywalker the rise. i mean it <laughs> well, was actually actually was. that was no <laughs> it was before that it was the oh. last jedi is what we were covering mm. um it was the end of the force awakens <laughs> uh going into that but well that also fits the force awakens the you know, force like, awakens Yep, you connected to the force, it and you was, were cap- yeah, was, you know you figured out what you're capable of, and that you can do this, and yeah. you did. I'm 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 always so proud of you that oh. I just came here and everything was already here, and you spent all these years researching and getting equipment and figuring it out, and I'm just I love here, it. So I love it. I've always wanted to put. I always like our. We started this whole podcast off with like our kind of our love story, and you put out you know yeah. good uh, good vibes, good energy, and and look what happened. Woo, <laughs> man. Um, all those years worth it all, but I was the point. <laughs> the point was editing your voice can be a little bit uh, tricky and yes, a little but cringy at times. The actual point was that we're pr- still pretty, pretty happy with um with what we put out and the energy we put out, and and still you know being aware of there's room for growth always. But yeah, overall very happy. Oh yes, and actually, so and I remember Rika sent us a message which was like, "Hey, Wednesday, boom! Glad to see She's the episode excited. is yes. up, right?" So we owl so like what did I what did I did I say we owl what did I, what was I saying there so, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me today I can't even get my words out okay we are now like since the new year has started more I think um, locked into our schedule yes. because we are really counting down the days to a big transition in our mm-hmm. lives and then we're going to be like just bang 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 we're gonna be getting out an episode hopefully a week every wednesday yeah. and i'm like super pumped about that yes me too so i just feel, i guess it feels good we're th- i'm i think we're sort of this weekend been reflecting thinking about stuff thinking about where we're going we got uh, the stone the rolling <laughs> yeah and so um the cameras are set up by the way which is a little nerve-wracking uh-huh <laughs> it's a little nerve-wracking i'm looking at the camera right now and it's sort of like what is going on i'm i'm here uh being recorded again my face and stuff i'm used to just being behind the microphone not behind the camera so I'm you're doing a it. fantastic job though well thanks for carrying the good looks i mean gee even <laughs> oh, christmas it's like you know uh yeah no so anyways guys we're pumped and yes. we hope you're pumped yes. we hope you're off to a good year uh a good start to this 2024 uh four is lottie's like favorite number a lucky it number is. so it's gonna be a good year i can feel yes it. all right hopefully that luck will transition over into uh trivia training <laughs> right for you oh we'll see because you are lucky already I hope I always hope you can't really see my I'm not answers. Look, okay. I'm not I'm actually I'm looking at the StreamYard feed here and oh, monitoring okay, 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 never mind. everything to make sure that it does not fall apart. That's sort of my That is important. Thanks for doing that. No no, no I mean <laughs> No, I know, but can we tell people what happened last night? Oh yes. I'm gonna yeah, we once we oh, get cry. to it. Well I'll I'll tell them once we get to it. Okay, okay, we'll wait. Oh, you hear that friends, you have to wait. This is the teacher saying oh, and we'll get there. <laughs> All right. There's a lesson to be presented here. Go ahead. Okay, the first question is a review question. Let's see if you paid attention. 500 years. Nick, what's his name? Oh, yeah. The ghost. No. 
Nearly Headless Nick was celebrating his 500th That's true. We asked day. you guys on YouTube, and most of you did really well in that. Right, and I only remember it because it was last episode, I think. So Somebody, by the way, under the question, pointed out that um, he or she, I'm not sure what the handle was on YouTube, uh, said they read that Nicholas, Fl- uh, Nicholas Flamel... Nearly headless Nick. <laughs> One of the Nicks. <laughs> right. Uh, that he said in the first book that he hadn't eaten solid food in 400 years. And then they changed it because that was an inconsistency because he was celebrating his fifth hundredth oh death day party. Goodness. And they had to go back in, in later episodes. They changed that. So we kind of have to look up in our, I don't know, do we have an earlier version of the book? If that still says, I haven't eaten solid food in 400 years. So that was kind of cool. I love learning Whoa. that from the The community. lore of like edits and publishing. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. cool. No, uh, the review question is, the Weasleys, the Fawcett's, the Diggory's, and the Lovegood's live near... Which village? St. Catchpole. Something. Wow. Was that St. That was really good. On the outskirts or something of... So St. Yeah, it's Ottery St. Ottery. Catchpole. Ottery St. Catchpole. Pretty good. I just wanted to... I think it's such a cute name and uh, I don't want to forget it, so that's why I put it in here. Yeah. Got the St. Catchpole down, but it's pretty Ottery that I didn't remember that. Pretty (laughs) odd that I... Think about Hermione. She's got an otter as her... (gasps) As her... Oh, yeah. uh, Patronus. Patronus, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second question. This time, I'll give you some options to choose from. Thank God. Who is the owner? Unless you can tell me right away. Who is the owner of Honey Duke's Sweet Shop? Honey Duke's Sweet Shop. Yeah. The owner is Honey... You, you want some options? Mc... Mc... Uh, something Mc... Uh, Mc... Saint McNair. <laughs> there ain't nothing... There ain't nothing Honey Duke's about McNair. Jaminy. <laughs> What if he was? Oh, oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. What if I, the Death Eater was running that, though? That I know. Shop? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Watch. Probably it. I don't remember. Like a secret. Um, yeah. Give me some options, please. Okay. Is it A, Donegan Tremlett, B, Felix Summerby, C, Theo Butterscotch, or D, Ambrosius Flume? Oh, you, you had trouble saying the D, so it makes me think it's not that, but I also thought that was it right away when you said it, so... I'm going D. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. You I'm, are I'm right. right. I couldn't fool you. Oh, I you really tried to stumble through the through the name and through, I wouldn't I get it. I tried to st- stumble through all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ambrosius Flume and his wife uh, attended Hogwarts school in their youth and uh, Ambrosius was taught potions by Horace Slughorn and became a member of the Slug Club. Shut up. Uh-huh. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought you you would think that's interesting. Uh, I also, if mm. you're wondering, who the heck is Donegan Tremlett? Yeah, who is that? Who's Donegan, Donegan Tremlett is also uh, someone in the Wizarding World, and okay. he is the bassist of the Wizarding band, the Weird Sisters. Oh, the bass player. Yeah. Oh, did I say what bassist? I, bassist. I don't know how you say it. The bassist. <laughs> what is a bassist? <laughs> I'm thinking bass fish. I was like <laughs> bass. Or he's the... I thought you were actually trying to say the baddest. I was like, baddest of what? <laughs> he's the baddest of them all. He's the baddest of them all. Um, the baddest of them all. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, so he he's is the bass the player. bass player. Yes. Cool. Cool. The basilisk right. of the, the Weird Sisters. Felix Summerby was the wizard who invented the cheering charm. 
and oh yeah the one that hermione hermione missed, missed right? that yep mm -hmm. yeah okay and the last after theo butterscotch is just an invention of me so what was his first name theo butterscotch guys i gotta watch out <laughs> i gotta watch out lottie's inventing these names in her head who is he oh i was just going through no, just some the other two <laughs> I, I found so he better be fiction that's like the other two i found um when i scrolled through <laughs> all the characters that are on uh the wizard the f chocolate frog carts yeah so, <clears throat> what was his name again theo theo butterscotch theo butterscotch okay i'm just trying to save this for later so that way i can uh <laughs> get in character <laughs> uh, i just think it's funny all right I'm unprepared. I need my book, by the way, for our next section. Ooh, let's go. Go ahead and grab it there. Can you, like, uh, announce the next section for me? Uh, the next section is going to be my favorite section. This is the fantastical beast and where to find them. Am I right? Yes. Okay. That is correct. I didn't even look at the doc. I was like, sometimes Lottie does this sort of like on the fly, like, hey, changing the lesson here. Gonna like take that segment <laughs> what you gotta out. You got to do. You uh, got to stay flexible, right? Right. So this week we'll take a closer look at the Deary Call. Okay. And this beast is definitely a prominent in Fantastic Beasts. Let me read the description to Wait, you. Wait, can you spell it for me? Yes, it's D-I-R-I. C-A-W-L, and people might know also from Hogwarts Legacy, I because I researched the Deer Call a little bit, and there was tons of tutorials how to keep the Deer Call in, like on a mission, you can... you can, Oh, wow, okay. Uh, I think give that to a person, and you, or you can keep it, and then I think it pops up in your yeah. Fantastic Beast section in your common room or something in Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you've seen it before, right? And yep. Now you see a picture? Yep. Okay, let me read the description. So, the deer call has a classification of two X's, harmless, maybe domesticated. And the deer call originated in Marish, Mauritius, Mauritius. A plump-bodied, fluffy-feathered, flightless bird, the deer call is remarkable for its method of escaping danger. It can vanish in a puff of feathers and reappear elsewhere. The phoenix shares this ability see below. Interestingly, muggles were once fully aware of the existence of the deer call though they knew it by the name of dodo mm. unaware that the deer call could vanish at will muggles believe they have hunted the species to extinction as this seems to have raised muggles awareness of the dangers of slaying their fellow creatures indiscriminately the international confederation of wizards has never deemed it appropriate that the muggles should be made aware of the continued existence of the deer call interesting yeah, interesting. We just, you know, in the muggle world, I love when uh, it's incorporated, like it could be actually existing in this parallel world of wizards and witches in our muggle world that just call dodos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they, what do they do though? Are they just, are they? I they mean, can, um, if you remember, they, they are. They pop in and out, right? They can. Yes, they can vanish, but then reappear in a def different place. Okay. So they can apparate. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we see that in one of the scenes where uh i think you see what other beast is there um newt just shows us the inside of his, his yeah jacob's walking through and we're seeing them it's kind of a it's kind of a right panning shot of yeah he's being toured through the suitcase i'm not stuff. sure though if they are there from the beginning in the first movie or if they're they're in grindelwald's crimes okay but yeah they're definitely there and they're cute like that's there's a bigger one and then those cute baby dodo or deer calls are in yeah. there too 
um just running around so um mm. pretty cool and uh what i thought though they say in this book it sounds like yeah wizards they they kind of reprimand muggles for doing that for hunting you know animals to extinction but we learn in fantastic beasts that wizards they didn't really care about the magical beasts in especially in the united states oh it's terrible you remember when yeah. um tina tina was yeah. like why would you why do you care about your beasts so much mm -hmm. if we don't do that here <laughs> yeah um so and that's why that was newt's whole mission was to teach wizards about that but yeah yeah uh, question: Would you want to have or befriend a deer call? Uh, I think if they were just around, I'd be I'm cool with it. They're yeah. fine. They seem um, pleasant, and yes. they look kind of cute in Hogwarts yes. Legacy. So I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. But I don't know. I don't think you know. I don't know. You're more of a bird person. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't really like birds that much. <clears throat> I don't mind birds. I don't, I don't mind them. Yeah. Uh, it's just I did watch a terrifying movie when I was young called Birds. Oh. Uh, yeah, and they, like, go crazy, and they're, like, attacking people. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, I think, anyways. I don't really remember. I was, like, not supposed to be watching it, and I did, uh, which was not cool. Yeah. But, anyways, it was, yeah, so I think just birds, and yeah, birds are beautiful. I love, I love hearing them, you know, sing, mm -hmm. and, and um, yeah, but I just don't know. Some people have, like, a parrot, or they have, you know, other, you had a, what was your bird called? It was, like. Oh, like, a, yeah, like a, well, we called them. What we learned in school, the translation for this word is budgie. 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 Okay. But I don't think you guys use it here. I think you would use parakeet, like a little parrot bird, okay. pet bird, like these little, they have like, they come in all kinds of colors, like yellow head and green feathers or blue and white or yellow yeah. and blue. What was his name? Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. <clears throat> was okay. one of them. I had multiple. <laughs> oh my lord anyway i think they're cute um but enough about birds i would probably i would probably keep one if they just uh, popped up in my backyard and just wanted to stay there but um anyway let's get to the summary of this chapter and yesterday i mean i practiced really good to read the summary to you right now because yes. yesterday i probably read it like five times yes and this was a great learning experience for Fleur because um, I recorded but didn't record. And the recorder Twice. kept popping in and out and something was wrong with the cable. So we exchanged the cable. Now it's working. And I got so excited. Let's go grab the microphone right halfway through the summary. And then as like, you're not recording. You, you, didn't hit re yeah. you, you didn't hit record. Nothing's happening. It's like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> so let me, yeah. I have over the years been <laughs> made fun of because I always wear the headphones. Always. You should. I always wear them. Now, do you know why? What would have saved you yesterday? Well, you, it probably kicked out in the first 30 seconds. Yes. And, and I didn't you went on myself. for 12 minutes yep. recording that. Bless your heart. Bless your little heart. I practiced. You practiced. But you would have known in those 30 seconds to one minute, it's out. All of a sudden, you can hear the audio drop out. And yep. you're like, wow, okay. Um, but yeah, I had people before when we were just doing podcasts and we're in the same room. They're like, why? You know, even Lane was just like, I don't get it. My buddy Lane, who I do up talking talking with yeah. at one point, was like, dude, what's the, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> and then it was sort of like there's the locked in moment where you're, you're wearing headphones. You're really locked into the person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So it's really fun if you ever get a chance to do podcasting. It, it's, it's great. Love yeah. it. Um, but I'll never forget the first time on up talking Tolkien when we lost audio. And it just cut, just cut out, just cut out. And yeah. I'm like, so 
I think I was wearing headphones and I like he was talking and I caught it and I was trying to figure it out. And he was like, you know, then he made some joke about like me looking at it or whatever. And I was like, well, I know exactly like the timestamp where we were at, etc. He's like, what happened? Audio shut off or memory card yeah. full yeah. or something. Right. And so you, you can sense the change. You know it. You can make a timestamp and you go back and you do your edit. Yeah. Um, so I would never be criticized again. For oh, you won't be by me. All of that, like, what's going on? Well, I'm trying to, like, make sure that, like, there's so many things that go wrong. People mm-hmm. have no, no idea yeah. how many times, like, the video goes down, the camera shuts off, or all this stuff. It just, they have no clue. They have no clue. Um, yeah, something just changed behind me. And you, you, you're no, like, it was just, sorry, know, the, background. the background. It's actually really cool, like no, the pictures cool. in your background. Um, yeah, all this to say, oh, in the end, then I was super happy with it, recorded it five times. I'm like, wow, we got it. It's recorded, cool. And then I looked at you and I was like, why did I even do that? Mm-hmm. Totally forgot that now we're doing video version. Well, I only recorded the audio, so it's kind of useless, so... I mean, yeah, we, we could just use the audio version. We'll see. We'll make a call here in post-production. We'll decide yeah. what we want to do. Yes. But meanwhile. Meanwhile. Chapter 18. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Ron, Harry, and Hermione have just been told by Lupin and Sirius Black that Scabbers is actually a wizard named Peter Pettigrew. Harry and Ron silently agree that both Professor Lupin and Black are completely mad. Sirius Black wants to prove it immediately and lunges at Scabbers, but Lupin holds him back and insists that they owe the kids an explanation first. Hermione points out that there's no way that Scabbers, aka Peter, is an animagus, a wizard that can turn into an animal at will, because if he was, he would be registered with the Ministry of Magic and everyone would know. Before the two men can answer her, the door suddenly cracks open, but no one's there to be seen. Lupin even checks the landing outside the bedroom. Ron reminds them that this place is haunted, but the professor rejects this claim. He explains that the Shrieking Shack has never been haunted. Instead, it was built to keep him, young Remus, in his werewolf form at bay. He had to come to the shack every full moon so he wouldn't harm any of the students or staff. Back in the day, they didn't have a Wolfsbane potion to help keep his symptoms under control. So they planted the Whomping Willow to keep students from entering the secret tunnel that would lead to the Shrieking Shack, where Lupin went and turned into a monster every month. Lupin goes on to describe how in his transformed state, he would lose his mind, attack the walls and furniture around him, and even hurt himself. The Hogsmeade villagers heard the noises and began to think the place was haunted. But apart from monthly transformations, Lupin states he was happier than ever because he had found true friendship at Hogwarts. Peter, Sirius, and James were his best friends. Then Lupin admits something that absolutely shocks Harry. His father, James Potter, as well as his friends Sirius Black and Peter Pettigrew, became three unregistered animagi to accompany Lupin whenever he transformed into a werewolf. After all, he was only harmful to humans, not animals. In their animal forms, the four friends went on nightly adventures and roamed the castle, grounds, and surrounding areas, which inspired them to create the Marauder's Map. They signed it with their nicknames, Peter as Wormtail, Sirius as Padfoot, James as Prongs, and Remus himself as Mooney. Remus admits that it was still very dangerous, of course, and that he felt like he had abused Dumbledore's trust, the first wizard who had ever believed in him. That's why Lupin couldn't bring himself to tell Dumbledore that Sirius Black is an unregistered Animagus. It would have meant that Dumbledore would find out about their risky and illegal adventures. 
and Dumbledore's trust has meant everything to Lupin, as it had changed his life. When he admits that Snape has been right about him all along, that he is a coward and shouldn't have been hired as a defense against the Dark Arts teacher, Sirius Black can't believe his ears. What is Severus Snape doing at Hogwarts? He's perplexed when he learns that Snape is now the potions teacher here. Black and Lupin tell the kids that Snape was one of their classmates back when they were at school and that they were arch enemies, especially James and Severus. One time, Sirius played a prank on Snape, in which he sent him off to the Shrieking Shack even though he knew that Snape would find a transformed werewolf there who could have hurt or even killed him. James risked his life against the Whomping Willow to stop Snape before he could get to the Shrieking Shack. But Snape had caught a glimpse of the transformed Lupin, and from that day on, he knew that Remus Lupin was a werewolf. Harry suddenly understands, and asks Professor Lupin if that's the reason why Snape doesn't like him, because he must have thought that Lupin knew about the prank. But before Lupin can answer, a snarling voice confirms Harry's guess. At this moment, Professor Snape reveals himself. He had been listening in on the conversation under Harry's invisibility cloak for quite a while. The potions master is armed with a wand and points it directly at Professor Lupin. Dun, dun, dun. Holy. Now, things are getting pretty serious, okay, <laughs> in this. And so before we dive into all of this seriousness, I thought <clears throat> we should take a step back real quick. And I want to ask you a couple questions before we start. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Why did Severus Snape stand in the middle of the road? In the middle of the road? Yeah. Is that a joke? So no one would ever know which side he's on. <laughs> oh, that's, man. That's ridiculous. Where did you pull that joke wow. from? All of a sudden. Well, here. I got one more for you. Why doesn't Voldemort wear glasses? Because his nose wouldn't hold it because he doesn't have a nose. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, boy. Uh, wow. these, are, these are bad. Um, wow. Why was Harry Potter sent to the office? To the office? Because he was cursing in class. Because he was cursing yeah. and saying bad, bad words. Okay. Wouldn't but you send somebody to the office if they were cursing in your class? Yes. They were just dropping a bunch of blank beep, beep, yes. beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yes. yeah, you would. You would. Uh, and the last one, this is a classic. How does Voldemort enter a room? You should know this one. How does Voldemort enter a room? He slithers in. <laughs> <laughs> he slithers. All right, now we can return to the chapter wow. discussion. Um, good good jokes. Mm -hmm. um, what do you call them? Um, Those are dad jokes. No, yes, we call them. Oh, what sorry. did you just? Another, sorry, mic bump. I need to pay. <laughs> I'm going to get a jar. Uh, yes, we do have to get a jar. I like that. Um, a jar with mic bump on it. Yeah. And a picture of me just bumping into the mic all the time. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Schenkerklopfer. You know, you... Knee slapper. Knee slapper. Yes. That's an old knee slapper yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, my Great. Great gosh. jokes. Um, I have a question for you, too, and for everyone out there. Okay. So, these chapters here, the last couple of three, four chapters, they're all, there's no, not a lot of time between them, but they all lead into the next moment. So moments uh -huh. ago, they just found out, okay, Peter or Scabbers apparently is a wizard and Ron's reaction is just absolute disbelief. They're like, okay, they're, they're crazy. This is crazy. So not only Sirius Black is a madman, but also Remus, uh, he somehow went crazy. And I mean... 
understandable. What would your reaction be? And we kind of talked about this last time a little bit, but just imagine your most loyal pet that you have spent most of your years with. And somebody, I know it's not Sophie for you. I know you've had pets before, but mm -hmm. you guys are listening and think about your most beloved pet. Yeah. And somebody just came up and told, a mass murderer, by the way, came up and told you this guy is... Yeah, could you imagine? Is Or your animal. Now, how long... Yeah. Mr. Tibbles is... Right. Uh, is actually the murderer here. Yeah. <laughs> this crime was committed not by Grindelwald, right? But by Mr. Tibbles. The room would be like, huh? 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 Who's right. Mr. Right? And then you like, out. Imagine if somebody told you Sophie is actually a crazy... Yeah. I don't know, crazy lady that Dang. could turn into a human. And she once like was out there in a far distant land yes. or country and had committed some terrible crimes. Yeah. She's such a sweet kitty. I know she There's is. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. That's I mean, that's what Ron feels right now. Yeah. You know? Right. So Yeah, no, that's interesting. I uh I I was I think as we were listening to this chapter, I said to you in the car, I'm like, why or how how did I put that? We were talking about scabbers. Yeah. And just the idea that he he is um is he he lives with the Weasleys. Yes. Oh yeah, we took right. Yes. Mm -hmm. He lives with the Weasleys. He's been with them for uh, however long. Twelve and years, yeah. Almost. Did he I don't know. Like did did he did he expect to come across Harry Potter? Did he mm -hmm. think that was gonna happen or did, was this the safest place for him? Did he think here I'm with wizards, it's comfy, it's comfy living, he just enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Did he did he grow close to them? Right? Did Ooh. he start to enjoy the time there? Yeah. Yes. As you're saying this, I just developed a little theory, mini theory. Okay. So he was with Percy, right? Mm -hmm. So how did he get to be Ron's pet all of a sudden? I mean, either it's just Percy got tired of him, wanted a cooler pet, and he just said, "Hey, here you go, Ron. I don't want Scabbers anymore." Or is it that Scabbers, aka Peter? was calculating or like lost a little track of the years and thought maybe Percy was Harry's age and hoped to meet Harry there, went to Hogwarts with Percy. And then he was like, Oh, nope. Harry Potter's not here yet. Maybe I should, you know, Stay when I come home, get more attached to Ron or Ginny. We don't know yet. Yeah. Thankfully it was Ron first. <laughs> and, God, uh, it was Ron. So, I know. <laughs> but what if he thought that? I, mean, I never in all of my Harry Potter reading <laughs> years thought about Peter Pettigrew being Jenny's pet. Pet. How and terrible. How freaking like messed up is first yeah. of all the whole thing that that shows you he uh, he has nowhere to go. He has nothing. He is just he's living yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah, I guess Cush as best he could, but he's like stuck in this animal form. He can't mm -hmm. even reveal himself. Yes. And so he's living with the Weasleys. Um, I do. I think Hermes was the mm. owl that was got by Percy. Yeah. And then that uh, is what sort of Probably. passed on Scabbers. <laughs> yes. But I like your idea that he still was in that family hoping to be at Hogwarts. Yeah. Clearly, he went there where there was already a bunch of wizards yeah. who had been attending Hogwarts. And there's a chance to go back to a place that he loved to, yes. revi to, to revisit yes. those fond memories. And, and how often do you think here's something? Mm hmm. D is is oh my gosh is ron harry neville dean seamus are they all sharing the same room that maybe the the marauders were sharing once upon could a time? be could be you oh know? my and you goodness just think about, like because I, I was yes. thinking 
What if there was ever a time where... Yeah. And if they didn't, but they it would still completely... They probably all look the same. It looks the same. Yeah. It's it's still the Gryffindor common room. And he's he's, he's in there all the time, chilling out, probably thinking about those memories and those times with his friends, right? With James, Sirius... Uh, and Lupin, and I thought it were as before we were getting into the chapter discussion, and and as we're we're riding around listening to the chapter, I thought I wonder if there, this is crazy. This is what we try to do, all right. But I wonder if there's ever a time where Peter, like everyone's asleep, everyone mm-hmm. is asleep. Harry's asleep. Ron's asleep. He's he's up he's up there in the Gryffindor common room, and yep. he sort of uh, transforms into his own self, goes over to Harry's bed. And gets down and just maybe says, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or Gosh, forgive yeah. me, you know, or tries to Something. somehow make amends. Could you imagine? Yeah. What a sad story. Yes. Um, but at the same time knows I can't be caught. I can't. No, I never yeah. could I do that. Yes. But did he ever think or feel that way? I don't know. Now, like, because I always wonder, would he ever have gone to Voldemort and helped him return if serious, if this no. doesn't happen, right? So the Weasleys win the money. So. They go to Egypt. Uh, Sirius sees the newspaper clipping, and then he says, oh, my gosh, yeah. he's been there. He's going to hurt Harry. But he's had the opportunity to do so for yes. two years. There's no way, right? Yep. He is good just chilling Comfortable. here. He was a well-fed rat before this yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't really th- – I think he was like, I'm good, right? Yeah. I've messed up. This is my, my penance. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. I do think he was bitter towards James and and uh, Sirius and and Remus a little bit. It seems like that when, when we the, the way they speak about him in this chapter shows you that like yeah he needed more help and he was the like the least of them right. right? And McGonagall has the same sort of tone when she speaks about Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. So yeah, and and then imagine this. Let's just hold. Not that I want to go down this whole sympathy for Peter thing. Hashtag sympathy for Peter. No, but, but there's so much room for interpretation now that we know he was with them the whole time. Yeah. Right. Well, and so I'm thinking, imagine that um, you're in this meeting with, with the Marauders and it's decided. There's four of them in the room. They're all talking. Mm-hmm. And um, James, you know, says, hey, Sirius, you're the secret keeper. Right. Because everyone else knew that. Remus knew it. Peter knew it. Dumbledore knew it. Everyone knew that Sirius was the secret keeper. Yes. Which is kind of a crazy thing that everyone who was on that side, like in the order, knew that. That should have been just a secret between (laughs) James and Sirius. Exactly. Okay. So now what happens is Remus is out of the loop and it's it's Sirius and James talking Mm. and Peter is there and and they're saying, hey, we need to actually, we know it's going to be better. We need to tell Peter. We need to make him... The secret keeper. Yes. Did he want to be? I know, right? He was reporting information. He was leaning dark there. But does that not fully bring him? Does that not put him in a position of of two options, which is like, you just put a target on my back. Yes. Right? Or I can turn this over to the Dark Lord. Yep. Right? I can go one of two ways. Either I'm a dead man. I've been marked. Yes. Or I'm going to turn this over to Lord Voldemort. Yeah. And... That's what's sort of crazy to me. And I think that's even maybe serious might think mm-hmm. about that. James made him the secret keeper. Yeah. Everyone knew that. Yes. Right? So that was maybe their cover is everyone's going to know. So they're going to come after. That's probably where he and thinks he's protecting ro- Peter. Yes. Is that everyone knows it's me. And they chose the wrong man because they their strategy still could have yeah. worked with Remus had they chosen yeah. Remus instead. Because Remus wasn't the, you know, the, yeah. the um, spy in this. Right. But, exactly. But exactly. yeah, you're right. I mean. It was Sirius who 
said, let's change this, not Peter himself. So he didn't insist on that. Yep. What have, you know, would he still have... I mean, he he then would not have had any valuable information for Voldemort. That would also been... Yeah, have been bad I for him like probably. What I don't he know. might have been giving, or or maybe he's. I, I feel like if it's it, like Peter Pettigrew. When I think about him during that time, I think he's caught in a back alley with some Death Eaters who are going to rough him up. And hey, yeah. what do you know about the Order? It's still kind of a civil thing, right? We're not going right. to capture him and bring him in, but we're going to shake him down for some information in Diagon Alley or Nocturne right. Alley, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he gives a few things here or there, and it's, and he's just trying to like, oh my gosh, I can't ever go back down that alley again. Right. I'm good. He's... And then and then his friends say, hey, guess what? The Dark Lord is seeking James Potter. We are now going to make you the secret keeper. Right. Now, don't worry. Everybody thinks it's serious. Peter's going, well, one, I'm already being like, I, either he himself is giving that information to the Death Eaters or he's being True. bullied into True. it and being found or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he knows full well that Voldemort will track down Sirius, okay? Right. And could torture him. That could lead to Peter. Yeah. Could it not? Yeah. Could it not very easily lead from, from Sirius to Peter? Right. So if you're Peter, you're going, what in the world, guys? You just put me, yeah. the weakest of us, right? Yeah. The, the the least of us. You gave me this great big re- like responsibility. It's supposed to be kind of an honor thing, sort right. of, right? And you think he'd step up and take that, but not like that's not who you've. That's not who you've had. I don't know. They just never treated him. It, it just no, seems yeah. like that. Yes. It seems like he wasn't treated as well, and he wasn't as close of friends, right? right. Uh, it was really serious in James. Exactly. And yeah. then you know they were they were kind of. Remus was like happy to have made these friends as well. He was kind of on the outskirts, and then mm-hmm. Peter was also like, "Hey, happy to be a part of the club." Right. So, and the club is really serious in James. Yes. Anyway, I don't know. Just thinking yes. about it. No, Tough you're position right. To be in, like, there's yes, and there's so much. Like I said, so much to uncover. What did Peter think or do or feel in certain moments? Now we, that we go back, and two years he's had. I mean, I thought about this so for so long. What did he feel? How did he feel when he saw Harry for the first time? Almost makes me want to reread that moment when Harry meets Ron. And is there any description of Scabbers doing cert- a certain thing? But that must have been... Cr- I mean, you betrayed your best friend. That You're the reason why they're dead. And now you see his. You meet his son who looks exactly like James. Mm-hmm. You, you see him again. Yeah. D- don't that... I mean... It's crazy. And the way that Peter's death is described later on makes me feel like he was somehow emotional in that moment. I, I just want to th- want to think oh, that he totally exactly. I mean, his actions. He wanted to help the son of James yeah. Potter. Yeah, he did. Um, and he didn't strike at him. He didn't do anything to to hurt him in year one or year no. two or even year three. Um, yeah. And then and then basically he's found out and he's like, all right, fine. Now yeah. I have to go back. You know, on, on, on the run. I mean, the moment he makes that big decision, I really think Peter, mm-hmm. sorry, I really think he only did one or two things and just dabbled with those Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. I think he was shook down for information, mm-hmm. bullied into it, found, cornered, uh, blackmailed, whatever, yes. gave a few scraps. And the big one is when they make him the secret keeper. Mm-hmm. And now he's fearful for his life. Yeah. Right. Or something, you know, I mean, it's war. They're yes. in war. And he is now a target. The Dark right. Lord, there's a prophecy that someone will bring down the Dark Lord. They then say the, the people who are or like this, their child is they're in secret hiding. Yep. Uh, the secret keeper was serious. Now it's made Peter Pettigrew. 
It's just a crazy position to be yeah. in. And so I think he only did one or two things that were really kind of shady, really. I don't think he was like super dabbling and I don't think he was super yeah. really aligned and committed to the Death Eaters, yeah. right? I think th- yes. these things were happening out of fear. And right, yeah. So I think yeah. a lot of fear and maybe spite, like spitefulness a little, towards a that little. he was just, people always underestimated him and yeah. made him and, the least cool marauder. Right. right. I think the, that that bit of information that's being given out by like the, the inside information, the traitor bit, that is either, yeah, as you say, coming from spite or coming from fear mm-hmm. when he was cornered. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the bigger one later on is the big betrayal. Really. Yeah. I feel like he could have recovered from the, the little bits yes. and pieces where he got caught in a position, okay, Peter, whatever, or he was spiteful and we can forgive him. We're going to talk mm-hmm. through it. It's still bad, still terrible, time yeah. of war. But then he goes and makes this, and there's no returning from it. And yes. he, he, he sort of knows that. Yes. But I think well, in his heart, I feel like that's why him waking up in the middle of the night and, and transforming and going over to, to, to Harry and having a moment where he just says, I'm sorry. Yes. I can see it. I can uh, see even it if, Even untransformed. Even if he just went yep. over as his little in his little rat form and just sat next to Harry for for to have that moment that he just described. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I once we get to Deathly Hallows, once we get to that moment where he just hesitates for a second yeah. to make that final or to 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 attack Harry, um, I think we could compare that maybe to an Anakin. Almost, not quite, because they're not like son and father, but yeah, like an Anakin comeback moment. H- had he had the chance, maybe he would have turned around and a redemption arc. Yes, yeah. I wish there was but. more room for that to have happened, but Voldemort right already nope. like suspected but, it, and that's yes. the other, I think that the reason why he can't go back and he can't go against Voldemort is he's basically uh, hampered by yeah. by the spell work. Um, right. of, of the dark lord and so he's going to be killed yeah he knows he's going to be killed yeah at any moment where he sh- where he sort of betrays or shows right. mercy to harry potter yeah it happens yeah so which is his redemption wow as it is yeah we need more we all know it we need more marauder stuff and um, yeah we do but in that moment again like ran run, ran <laughs> run and harry just learned or even hermione too they all but do want to run by the way just so you know yes right? they, they ran they, <laughs> they ran just away. ran out they of the shrieking shack and here we go so what's going on in harry's and ron's mind we kind of uh catch that glimpse of them they just look at each other and they're like yeah like if you i don't know you did, probably Ray didn't Gray. see that if you didn't watch youtube then uh, they just did the whole uh you're crazy yeah, kind of movement yeah. um and the mind, which you've seen before in your class, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Not Fra- really. Frock Kirk's up there teaching. As soon as she turns around, there's two boys in the back. They're like, this is great. No, I'm they have not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. But what Ron and Harry are thinking in this moment, what I'm thinking is like, yeah, like you said, yeah, right. They're crazy. While Hermione, I feel like, because she's not mentioned, she's not part of that exchange where they look at each other. So I think Hermione's over here and in her analytic with her analytic mind she goes through the logic possibilities of the claim that scabbers is pettigrew in animagus form mm-hmm. so she i think she's analyzed is can this even be true is it possible that's, yes yeah. and that's why she says well i have read this so like and she and, and it's said in a very calm voice i think that's what brought her back into her yeah, uh, less panicky more yeah her student analytical mind yeah uh, where she just asks Professor Lupin really a question like, Professor, it doesn't there th- there is only seven registered animagi in the last hundred years, and neither no none of I mean Peter is not one of them. Right, right. 
And because she, she read about it with Professor McGonagall being being one of them in Omega J. Um, and well, that's when before right before they can answer, there is a little moment of hesitation because they heard a noise and the door opened up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Later, we'll learn at the end of this chapter, this was the moment when Snape came in under the cloak. Yeah. And the kids, they just dismiss this moment. So, so, so Lupin even goes out, checks... What what was that? Because Lupin knows full well this place is not haunted. The kids think, oh, it's just a ghost or whatever. Yes. Like never had there been a better moment for Revelio. I <laughs> mean, straight up. Like, you know, they, they yeah. know it's not. Remus of all people knows it's not haunted. So something moved right? that door. Some, like, I mean. They're wizards. Right. They should have looked into this they a little should've. more. But, but he was so distracted. Up, yeah, yes. In the moment. And they need to make sure Peter isn't escaping gotta keep your eye on that right rat. yeah so it's kind of hard to, to keep everything together here yeah um but th- that we in the chapter when we were listening to it now this is the moment when snape enters the room and the conversation about peter being the actual murderer mm-hmm. and Sirius and peter's roles are switched and peter being in a rat mm-hmm. that's all that is over that conversation is over yep snape didn't hear the most important part of the conversation and now the rest of what he's listening to and that's why he comes to the wrong conclusion is only uh lupin just telling his story basically and yeah. how yeah. his friends became animator for him right it's yeah. all just backstory that snape hears and thinks yeah okay i know that yeah they're retelling the story mm-hmm. let's hear this out i'll catch him right at the moment see if they actually tell the story yeah. why does he wait you know what? Why does he why, wait to hear the story? Yeah, mm-hmm. you think about that. Snape just mm-hmm. stands there in the corner under the invisibility True. cloak and waits to hear. Again, he's trying to figure out. He's right he's there at moment yeah. notice. Why right? he can disarm anybody whenever mm-hmm. he wants. He's very 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 powerful. Um, so the the fact that he sits there and waits, he wants to see who Remus Lupin is. Yes. Remus wasn't the bully. He's always been intrigued yep. by that. He was the werewolf. He understands. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere deep in there, I think Snape understands that. They were befriending him, and that was that was the mm-hmm. uh, misfit that they took in. Snape yeah. is not the misfit that they took in. Snape is the misfit that they targeted yes. and that they that they bullied, yeah. right? Because he's in Slytherin, yeah. and this misfit, Remus Lupin, was in Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference, right? And yeah. that's he stands there to wait to see what Remus is going to deliver and how Sirius is going to yeah, you know, react. Um, anyway, I just think that's that is actually a fascinating thing that he stands there and hears the story unfold. Also, longest storytelling ever, by the way. This started a chapter ago, and Sirius has been like, get on with it. I know. I, you get you kind of feel his tension is building right. up, like, get a move on. You 12 know? years. He's <laughs> <laughs> waited. And ask um, about. Yeah, so I want to back up real quick just, just on the unregistered Animagi, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. the idea that we have unregistered Animagi doesn't cross Hermione's mind because she doesn't break rules by nature yes that's something she's been trying guided into right. by ron yeah. and harry a little bit she gets more uh a- ambitious i guess or, or yeah you know, leans into the rule breaking more as the school years go on yeah but but her natural state is to not assume that right yeah so. and maybe maybe it's also maybe she she envisions more of a process of getting your driver's license why would you do that un guided and un, um, unaccompanied by an agency yeah. or she someone who dangerous. teaches you, right? True. Yeah. Like that would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. But the point is, if, if, they can, if they can guide Peter 
Pettigrew, who, according to everyone, mm-hmm. was the least and struggled and yep. was so- sort of a misfit as well that they took in. Um, how is it then that there are not more? I believe there are. I believe there. Well, we know Rita Skeeter is right mm-hmm. later on. Isn't she unregistered? She's an yes, unregistered. She is. Hey, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are more and there are there are plenty more. And it's just from the, the, like the perspective of children reading that in a book. It's like, OK, there's only seven. Yep. Who have actually registered, yep. right. but people have um, pe- people have theorized that Dumbledore himself is one. Could be one, right? Right, and that many other people actually are, and it's just sort of a more common thing than we think um, that people just do in their backyard, you know, under mm-hmm. all the sorts of protections, and, and they're and they're good because there doesn't seem to be a way for the ministry to track that you've done it, um, and and there's no alert that goes off that that this is you, right? right, or whatever. So, and there are plenty of fantastic and magical beasts out there that if you transform if you go through that whole process like you can mm-hmm. kind of blend in yeah and and there's nothing odd about a special dog um like you know he's a black dog mm-hmm. but okay we have other magical dogs and right. you know, pets or whatever for for wizards and witches so mm-hmm. he doesn't stand out too much yeah um unless you knew that he was a murderer and he was on some registry and you were looking for his uh specific markings then you would go and kind of figure that out right, right? you would be able to, to, to spot exactly yeah easier. yeah they have yes true they have the markings there um, it's interesting that the Marauders map somehow they figured out a magic to uncover the like animagi or or would question would they see only themselves because they knew each other could they that's why they could include each other on the map and only like our theory was that maybe only the Marauders can see each other in Marauder form mm-hmm. uh, sorry in animagi form on the map so. Could they see Professor McGonagall when she was a cat? Oh, you mean on the map? Does the map have the ability to see McGonagall when yeah. she is yeah. in her Animagus form? Yeah. Um, it probably. Okay. Well, I don't know though. That's interesting. So that's a good bit of magic because it is yeah. sort of a. I feel like when you're turning into an when you're turning into your Animagus form, mm-hmm. you're going stealth. Yeah. You're kind of trying yeah. to, but like again, when you put on the invisibility cloak, that still doesn't. You're still do trying anything. to go stealth, right. yeah. and it's still solid. Yeah. So that that's where I think the Marauders map does really show. You know, sometimes when we do our How Powerful videos, we're mm-hmm. like, how powerful is James Potter? It's like, well, I think he might have led the way on that Marauders map as well as Sirius. Yes. They are. Remus attributes all of this credit mm-hmm. to them. They yeah. were the most talented. They yes. figured out how to become Animagi. Right. They figured out the, the, the Marauders map. I mean, he's sort of in werewolf form. Like, he's not in his right mind exactly mm-hmm. as they're going around and doing all of their um, exploring of the Hogwarts grounds. Right. So it's really, you know, it's James and Sirius tracking all of that as well as Peter. But yeah. But I, I, again, I feel like those two are the leaders of that group and the power of the Marauders map. It just it just it's a good testament to how powerful Sirius yes. and James are. Agreed. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's just interesting that no one else figured that out how to how to read uh, or how to spot animagi in their animagi form right yeah but we yeah. don't know you know we it, what's yeah. interesting too is the map would not give you a clue as to whether or not they had turned into an animagus because it clearly didn't with peter true right? true 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 so yeah. if dumbledore is actually switching in and out of his animagus form Could. up in his office <laughs> like fred and george or nobody else would really know they would yeah, just still see true. him walking around and mm-hmm. pacing and stuff so i like that uh, but I, I like the idea that maybe um yeah that maybe they're I don't know. That's a. Did they? How much magic mm-hmm. went into figuring all that out and to make sure all those things were kind of covered? Yep. So. Very interesting topic. And uh, while they're. So while Lupin is kind of reminiscing, and I think he. Lupin ha- right now in this moment, he just has to get 
all of this stuff off his chest because to him also, that's a crazy moment that he just learned his friend he trusted and I think he couldn't believe that Sirius would do such a thing. He knew how loyal Sirius was. He yeah. could. Yeah. I, I think it was very hard to bring himself to believe that Sirius would do such a thing. But that's the, that's the, I mean, he considered it as the truth. That's what everyone said, that Sirius killed Peter. That's why he was imprisoned. Yes. And and what helps, I think, is that, like, well, what doesn't help, I should say, <laughs> is that Sirius's family, right, they're known to be Slytherins. True. They're, they're, yeah. they're known sort Almost of, like, oh, um, okay, he now revealed his true nature. Yeah. Yes, right, right. Mm-hmm. So sort of this this side of his family that he often hid. Now, nah, it was really there all along. And that's where Re- Remus, yeah. I think, dips into that, what everyone else is kind of thinking. He's like, well, I don't really have anything to kind of, you know, mm. dispute that. My gut is telling me that, no, this is not him. There's no way. Yeah. Right? There's that, that's such trickery. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't imagine someone could, could, could do that. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he probably, as he's reflecting, I'm thinking, yeah, there was plenty of times where I felt like maybe Peter was bullied or pushed around mm-hmm. or bossed yeah. into doing things. Or, I think he would see that more than the other two yeah, because yeah. he was. I so, feel like he would be more reflective of right those things. Yeah. So he sees Peter on the map, and then he says, "Okay, wow, he's alive," which <laughs> is is you know contradicting everything that that's going yeah. on with the whole story, yeah. right? And then the first thing he says to Sirius when he walks in is, "You switched." Yeah. You switch because in mo- he knows yes. he's a yeah. very smart and intelligent wizard. Yeah. He's like, someone gave the potters up. Yeah. And if it wasn't serious and Peter, like Peter. Peter's alive. Yeah. yeah and he didn't reveal himself. Yes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. It's, and it's a lot to piece together, but he he's the one intimate and close enough to kind of like quickly figure mm-hmm. that out. Make and that yeah. Conclusion. Yeah. And in a, all that rush, he forgot to take his potion. Yeah, what a ter- terrible though. Uh, what a terrible description when Remus says he instead of because he went to the freaking shack, there was no one around, so he couldn't harm any humans. He harmed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, it's so awful. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, and w- yeah, what's here's okay to to try to lighten all this serious mood we have going <laughs> on. Okay, I might go back to the dad jokes, and it's gonna be more of a narrative. Yeah. Um, what was said is that he would. The reason they went to to become animagi is that that werewolves would not hurt other animals right right so if you're prongs you're good right if you're right. if you're padfoot you're good you're wormtail solid. even as a rat <laughs> right no worries man come on in you're fine yeah and it makes me think of my cat sophie and all of those skunks and raccoons oh and yeah possums <laughs> that come up from the you they're know, a gang they're like, ganging up <laughs> right if I, I can walk into my dad's garage and yeah. i can see sophie sitting chilling with the local skunk <laughs> No problem. That that skunk is not yeah. skunking that garage. It's not. It's not. You know, like right. it doesn't smell until I walk in, and then it's like, yeah, get this Go guy away. right. So that's the <laughs> werewolf, right? Which is like, right. see a human, got him, yeah. right? And it just makes me. It's just kind of funny. Like, yeah, in the animal world, we're good, right? We're all good yeah. here, right? You don't need the, the, your defense mechanism is not needed here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're safe. Sorry. Yeah, like the wolf, the werewolf's prey really is humans. Mm-hmm. And that's why humans are so afraid of them. That's why Ron, again, yeah, Ron's yeah. reaction is often a good example of how the wizarding world, how things are perceived in the basic they like hunt in the humans. society, right? That's it. And Ron's like, get away from me, werewolf, last yeah. chapter. Yeah. So. Right. I was trying to figure out if, I feel like it was mentioned somewhere, is Bill, Bill, later mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. he never really tr- fully transforms into a werewolf, but he definitely... Yeah, he, develops he has a wolfish 
tendencies. tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and he takes his steak on the uh, on the rare side, right? He's exactly. More, Especially on the full moons around. Right, right. But does does he maybe take the wolfsbane potion as well to help with those symptoms? He might. Maybe there's a lower dose or something more simple that you take, but it feels like he, he definitely did take something after the attack. Um, and that's what Remus couldn't take because he doesn't he doesn't fully transform. Right. Um, he's oh, not, yeah. He doesn't need to lock away or, or you know, true, whatever. But I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he took something just to help. Uh, the yeah, almost like something. a milder version yeah. of it. Yes. Well, yeah. Ibuprofen, Tylenol, yeah. a little something for the headache. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. So. Um, okay, so in the midst of this chapter, um, it's again just the, this is the longest story. It's all the build up. This is where it's revealed that Dumbledore's trust was super important to Remus, and he really felt like he, um, if he would have told Dumbledore, he lets him down. And he said, "This is this is the chapter where he reveals that, where he's yeah. like, you know, yeah. um, he let me. Th- this is the man who stood up for me. Let me yeah. come to Hogwarts, built a shack for me." Right. Right. Built a whole shack. Planted a tree. Planted a tree. Right. That womps anybody that tries to get <laughs> to the shack, uh, which is crazy. So how did he get in? Well, how did he get in there? Right. How does he get in there originally? Well, they I mean, Sirius says to Snape, you can just take a stick and kind of push that button that will turn yeah. off the whomping willow. Right. Someone can just press so. it, but you have to get close enough to do it. So you need a if long... If Snape could do it, though, I feel like Sir- uh, Remus could do it then, too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a little awkward. Um, yeah. Moment, you know, just got to get your... I mean, imagine <laughs> if you're in the in the castle and you're looking out. What is this kid doing yep. out here with a long <laughs> stick trying to get in? Uh, yeah. Where's he going? Yeah. Right? It's crazy. But it's also after dark. Maybe nobody's, like, looking. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the whole point is Dumbledore trusts him and sets up a way in which he can come, be, you know, do all of his magic training. Right. And and it's, he encourages the, the the rumors about the Shrieking uh, Shack there in Hogsmeade uh, yep. to, to help out the situation. What Dumbledore doesn't know is that they that uh, three wizards decide mm-hmm. to become uh, an, anime... How do I say it wrong? Animagi. No one knows how to say it, so we yeah. just confidently say it however we want. Yeah. <laughs> So three wizards decide to become Animagi, and they are they are Remus's friends, and yeah. it's that friendship. He didn't want to like turn them in, and at the same time, he's happy to be here. So he's kind of caught in in this tough spot. They yeah. went ahead and did this, uh, and and he enjoyed it. Best times of his life, I yeah. think. Right, um, and then now as a professor, I did a short on this recently where mm-hmm. he is he has the option to tell Dumbledore all of those things, yeah. and he doesn't. It's all coming out now. All the truth is coming out now. But now yeah. there's this extra piece with like Pettigrew. And Sirius's yeah. innocence and all this kind of stuff, too. So it worked out for Lupin in the end, but yeah. still in the moment, right. was that the right thing to do? And he says, I am a coward. He, yeah. he, he has a very, unfortunately, not a very high opinion of himself. And I think he's a very hurt soul. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, man, it's interesting. I mean, so there's still a loyalty to his friends, right? Mm-hmm. So Peter Pettigrew shows cowardice a little bit. Yeah. Uh, right, well, a big, a big bit when he uh, turns over the potters, right? Yes. Um, but Remus here shows it in a different way, mm-hmm. where in which it's just like he doesn't want the, the opinion of him or it, actually yeah. during Hogwarts, his friends, he wanted to stick up for them. And so he doesn't want to report that. Yeah. Um, and then now when the school is in is in jeopardy mm-hmm. of a mass murderer mm-hmm. entering the building, he's still, something is telling him no. And it's this, this, this bit with yeah. like Dumbledore well, and all the trust. And like, right, he brought so me in grateful. here not to be a, yeah. be a professor yeah. and stuff. And like, I think he's racking his brain to kind of say like, is Sirius actually getting, I mean, clearly yeah. he knew. Yeah. They describe, yes. they're describing the slashes, like this, 
dog and I, I mean well he transforms and he's serious black i mean he knows he knows that mm -hmm. he's a, that he's an animagus and so mm -hmm. he's coming in the like that's wild right that he doesn't say anything yes. about it and that he got that close to harry and Ron right and almost could have killed him from from yes. and everyone is always just like well he would never have done that Sirius would have never done that it's like he no 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 yeah. during the in the moment remus does not know no, he yeah. believes he's a mass murderer yeah. and has no reason to think that he's innocent um, and so it's just wild that he doesn't turn him in. Exactly. And that's yeah, what this whole so chapter too. is, is him explaining that to Harry. I yeah. messed up. I was yeah. wrong and I, I should have. So, yes. I vote for if we ever get our Marauders series that we all want, I think it should be told from Remus' point of view. You think so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. But that's just my, my opinion. Why do you think so? What, what do you think would make good? Like, why would that be? The best because i think if you tell it from like i mean you could also choose more neutral point of view of course but i yeah. think i think if, if if it was from more like james and serious perspective they're too in the moment to like oh we think we're the coolest um i think remus would be that character who would be who would seize everything from a different perspective and he's also not peter who who just i mean we could also i mean we we, we said peter is also a very intriguing character and we want to know more about his arc. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say too. Thanks. Yeah. So one of the one of those two, Sirius would be interesting because of his family and the strife that yes, he has there. The least history. likely yeah. would be James Potter. Yeah. yeah. Because oftentimes you want a character to that's relatable and that has some sort of conflict or something that we can. It doesn't need to be like, oh, well, well yeah. he's a, he's a werewolf. How can I relate to that? Well, yeah. calm down. All right. You, and, <laughs> so I'm making a joke. I can relate <laughs> yes. to it, all right? Um, because I'm part werewolf as well. But <laughs> I no, what I mean is that like you have um you're able to relate to people's um hardships and yes. stuff like that, right? Or or some of their struggles. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we connect to that and we can find right. sort of and, uh, and, and Remus is the piece like we learned just now, he's the piece that, that holds them or that's the that's why they all decided to become NMAJI in the first place right they, they to help yeah, him yeah, and yeah. everything kind of revolve revolves around him at the beginning right a little yeah bit. they become when the marauders they, because yes, of remus yes exactly yeah. so he so, should be the the point of view yeah that we center on not that we can't bounce around to other no i think you know, in that, yeah but still shows nowadays are really cool when they have these different story arcs and then they're all yeah. coming together but i feel like you know you always have the feeling of one of them is the main story arc, the center yeah and i would hope that'd be remus's yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, any other? Yeah. What else you got? I mean, thoughts on this on this chapter? Um, because I feel like it just sort of once we get to that point where the story is being told, the big drop on Harry is that his his dad saved Snape. Yeah. And Sirius is kind of like Sirius is still very dismissive of this whole thing, sort of like yeah, whatever. He's whatever. like yeah, whatever. I don't care. But you know, one thing that as I was listening, I thought was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Sirius does not realize that he put Snape, a human, very close to his good friend, Remus Lupin, who was a werewolf and could have killed oh, him. Oh, I know. Terrible. So Actually, you think, for Remus, too. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone yeah. thinks like, oh, that was against Snape. The immaturity here is that he doesn't realize that his friend, Remus Lupin, would have committed that murder. And yeah. would have like been investigated. The whole thing would be over. Everything's done. Yeah. So Sirius is kind of like, like not thinking. That's why James comes through and is the level-headed, like clear one. And you know what I'm saying? So yes. like Sirius makes that mistake back then, 
I think he makes a mistake again. Yeah. When he says, let's go with Pettigrew. Yeah. Sorry. I think he does. And I yeah. think like that's that's tough. But he's yes. the one who's risking people's Good lives. Point. He doesn't right? think about he doesn't his think friends through. and their. Yes. Yes. Right. He just thinks, oh, we played a good one on Snape or oh, yeah. whatever. If Snape gets killed in there, who cares? No, yeah. your friend. Everything's over now. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Like now Remus is like expelled and like exactly. put in Azkaban and all, all this stuff. Like, you are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. It's a joke. It's it's so crazy. True. And again, they're kids. But who <laughs> yeah. had the level head? James Potter did. He did. Right. Yes. And he's like, this is dumb. I got to go do something like serious. Yeah. What are you thinking? So yes. anyway. Yeah, this seems like more of that. It's so weird because in the film, we see James Potter really being sort of that antagonist or bully to Snape. Um, but it feels like he's ag- like he's egged on by Sirius more than yeah. anything, too, possibly. We don't really yeah. see Sirius, his role in it. And we hear about it right here with this big prank. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not cool. Yeah, I can totally see like ser- a lot of Sirius's family history and flashbacks and more home life part of this Marauders series that is mainly told from Remus' point of view, but then these uh, extras with, with Sirius's home life that we maybe not get too much from Peter's home life or yeah. or yeah. James's too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, James, then later on, Sirius will go to James's house. But I, yeah, it's for sure. It, it's going to happen. I know it. It's yeah, gonna oh, happen. It's, Everyone it's knows that's There's, the biggest one yeah. that they need to make. Yeah, that would be... And that's full of potential lore actually. and connections yeah. and hidden hidden gems yeah. for sure they're, they're, they're gonna do it at some point i can't yes. i can't wait um you do have one final sort of question here to kind of lead us out of this right i think you've got a uh, uh-huh. a feeling or a question about peter that i think is i think oh it's yeah, good. yeah okay um yeah similar to to we were thinking about peter this whole time what was he feeling in certain moments when he saw harry for the first time and now peter is captured by ron and his hands trying to get away but he has he's forced to listen to remus walking them through the story of of the marauders so i was wondering what what peter's feeling in that moment is he hurts because he was always the least uh popular Mm -hmm. of the marauders Mm -hmm. or is he more sad and you know because he ruined everything kind of yeah yeah through his betrayal it's it's a crazy thing. I'm I'm wondering if as he's listening, like he wants to interject and if yeah. he wants to say something. Um, one, he first of all just wants to get away. That's I think so too. He, he just wants. To, he just if I can get panic. out of here, get away, yeah, yeah. like stay in my rat form. I can slip through the cracks just like I've done and before. I'll get away, like he did with Sirius run before. to another country if I must. Yeah, yeah. He, he's bested them, and he's being being as small as he is. He's mm-hmm. like stealthier, right? Yeah, able to get through. Uh, more difficult to to uh, to capture. Yeah. So I I would say the other tactic he could have taken is transformed, confirmed that he's alive, but then come up with his own sort of like what I mean. The moment he he does transform, he's feel oh, it's, he's it's guilty, yeah. right? He's yeah. guilty. So so he's trying to hold on to that like with everything he has. Yes. Um, but I I I almost wonder if he wasn't arguing or or wanting to add to some of this story mm-hmm. that Remus is is mm-hmm. saying and wanting mm-hmm. to kind of put his own. Uh, bit in there that like this there was there's more to this marauder story than you guys know right and i feel like i'm on this sympathy for peter <laughs> tour you know but yeah. i mean it's just like I, I just feel like there would be more that he would want to add and, and stuff yeah. so i don't know yeah it's, i uh, guess i'm okay with uh being known as the podcast who always uh takes the the underdog or the people who get the least sympathy from everyone and just tries yeah, to understand see. them right, right <laughs> like right. i mean wait guys wait until we get to umbridge <laughs> there no. Are you kidding me? Do you really? You have sympathy? Or you have not really. Like, like she might, she might be the one that, like, character yeah. that's very, very. There will be 
yeah, I'm going to have a hard time finding something. But right, right. But who yeah. knows? Who knows? I, I'm who very knows? excited to reread Order of the Phoenix. But yeah. Because yeah. we've done it for Vernon Dursley, Petunia. We have. Right? Um, we've done the impossible already. We've done, yeah, so. <laughs> we've done the impossible. Um, but I would say most people would say we should do a poll. Like who's wor- like, like worst kind of. Um, oh, yes. Like if you had to pick yes. the worst. Is Let's, it Umbridge yes. or Aunt Petunia or Uncle Vernon? Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. take a couple of them and throw them up there and see what we get. But. Yeah. Let's do it. Anyway. Um, all right, friends. It, I, that's really kind of the chapter. It's a short chapter this week. So. Uh, we will we'll, we'll continue on here. We get to the end there where Snape just. Uh, I think the next chapter starts off with uh, the disarming. Charm, yeah. Right. He's yes. like, he's pulled out his wand. He's got it pointed right at Remus. Most important spell in this series. Ba boom! <laughs> he is taking those wands. So yeah. But all right. Uh, that is it. Uh, it's also a mad time. I've been I've been I've been killing this uh, this coffee. You probably whole, have to go to the bathroom. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I'm thinking about these characters in the Shrieking Shack going like, did anybody have a like? You know, yeah, one, what was the last one? It's cold. One, it's cold. Anything. You know, they're terrified. Um, <laughs> the story is taking forever from Remus, and I'm just sort of like, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> like, come on. And the Ron actually says, like, I'm getting out of here. He says I mean, it Ron point, sits there with a broken, broken leg. Oh, it's oh. crazy. It's crazy. I can't. Yeah. Oh, he's tough. Anyway, all right. Um, hey, thank you guys so much, though. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate the messages, by the way. If you are enjoying the podcast mm-hmm. and you haven't reached out and you want to, send us a message at Floor and Bill. Honestly, that would be really cool. I think Lottie and I would love just, just to hear from some of you who are listening. Yes. Uh, and just just a quick sort of, hey, I'm listening and I'm keeping up up to date because then we feel even this more like more energy to kind of go, okay, yes. week by week. We got people like, ba-boom, let's go. Yes. And, uh, and we and, do already, everyone who is sending it, thank you so much. It yeah. always makes our day and we're ready to go for the next episode and, and love reading your thoughts thoughts on the show really yeah well for sure and also we've got a huge when we look at the numbers too we've got people who have started the podcast way back on the yes. on the front end and are kind of catching up so uh when you get to this point in the podcast oh, reach out we'd to love you guys to in the future chat. like yeah you know six months a year two years from we now we just did like a time turner thing yep. right there <laughs> except for it's not just by a couple hours it's maybe months yep uh all right hey uh thanks so much friends uh thanks for joining us here in shell cottage radio 94.7 cozy we hope that you will join us in the future we thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive potter people that don't be like babbling bumbling bands of baboons. baboons and if you don't miss out on the next episode future episodes then be sure to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review and follow on social media at fleur and bill if you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter in the Prison of Azkaban with Chapter 19, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. So make sure you tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for joining us in our Shell Cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.